Society has mistaken wealth to mean money and assets. The Wealth We Define podcast is focused on building generational wealth beyond the materialistic by focusing on our emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, and relational well-being. Together with a cohort of health and wellness advocates, we'll discuss ways to design your own path to true wealth on the Wealth Redefined podcast. How you guys doing? I'm Tony Arce, and this is the Wealth Redefined podcast. Today, I'm joined by mortgage lender and the author of Gopi's Gratitude Journal, Gopi Nair. Gopi, thank you for being here. Thank you, Tony. It is my pleasure and privilege to be here. No, it is our, our honor, and we've had a chance to get to know each other, and just such a positive individual. I can't wait to jump into you know, your definition of wealth. <laughs> but tell us a little bit originally, uh, you know, your story of, of where you're from and how you came uh, to be in, here in Chicago. Well, Tony, about almost half a century ago, I migrated from India with $8 in my pocket and a handful of dreams. And I came here in the post-Vietnam uh, War era, so I could not really find a job. Mm-hmm. And after 49 years, I'm still looking. <laughs> Explain that to me a little bit. No, that, that was a joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I have gone through a lot of tra- uh, trials and tribulations in my life. and uh, But everything has been fantastic, even though the journey was tough. But I will not exchange it for anything else. Well, they say, you know, the, the tough times make uh, strong men, right? And yes. st- strong people in general, but exactly. in your case, obviously, strong men. And, you know, uh, obviously, you're, you're, you're a mortgage lender, but here you are writing this amazing gratitude journal and, and authoring this book. Where, t- tell me a little bit about that inspiration. How do you go from, you know, mortgage lender to now all of a sudden being this not only author, but a motivational speaker, coach, you know, all these things focused on gratitude? I have a, you know, the most important thing in me is I just want to make a difference in this world. (laughs) If you ask me, this world is like a bathroom. Most of us go into the bathroom and then use it and look around. If nobody is um, looking, we just get out. And very seldom we take the time to clean it up and then put it in a normal state somebody can use. And I got an opportunity to come and live in this planet. And my challenge in life is I want to leave this place a little better than I found it. And my passion in life is to inspire people, one mortal at a time. There are a lot of negativities going on in this world, especially during the pandemic. People are so upset with everything else and they are not in a position to see light at the end of the tunnel. But they are looking everywhere else for the light except inside. Right. And that light must come from within. And I want to inspire the world, one mortal at a time, to find that peace, that light within themselves so they can navigate through this universe and this small planet and find their purpose. Absolutely. And one of the things that we had talked about before, obviously, the name of the podcast is uh, Wealth Redefined. And, you know, in, in my opinion, it's just that we have a, a, a skewed perception of what that wealth is, right? And yes. In, in, in your opinion or in your terms, what is what is that? What is true wealth and, and how does one attain that? Yes, there are basically there are two types of wealth. One is material wealth, 
everything that we see here. Right. And material wealth, however enchanting it may be, it belongs to Mother Earth. We all come empty-handed, we go back empty-handed. But the spiritual wealth is the wealth from within. Your ability to understand your purpose, ability to make a difference. If I have $10 in my pocket, I can give somebody $10. And I don't think money is the root of all evils. I always think money can bring happiness as long as it brings joy to others. Mm. But if you accumulate that wealth, only to show I have these millions of dollars or billions of dollars in my bank account, that you are only swelling your ego. Right. So I want to, I am uh, always in favor of wealth. If I have $10 in my pocket, I can give $10 to a, uh, somebody who needs it and say, buy a hamburger. Sure. If I don't have it, I can only sympathize with that person. So I adore wealth. According to uh, Hindu philosophy, we have a goddess of wealth. The wealth is not only the material wealth. Your uh, relationship is a wealth. Your um, job or your profession, it is a wealth. And your health is the first and foremost wealth. And also, I have this uh, obsession with me. I will call it obsession. We all talk about political freedom. It is very important in life because we can express our views and vote to any person whose ideology we respect. It's always easy to compare it to, right, when you see other countries that don't have that. Right? Right. <laughs> it, is, it is a blessing that we have. Sure. And then we have economic freedom. You can use your talent to create wealth. You can um, take up a job or be an entrepreneur or start something new from the scratch like all the multi-billionaires have done. But both political and economic freedom are utterly useless if you do not have emotional freedom. And gratitude opens the gate to emotional freedom. And talk to me about, I guess, the, the opposite of that, right? So, because I think that is more of a problem than not and, and the philosophy of a lot of us that you know, we seek the material wealth and and it's not easy to give. Um, and so we hoard, you know, we we we, we selfishly attain. Yes. And, and we see the problems that our society has, but it's very difficult to look at the individual and say it's because of these choices we're making. But what are the problems that if we continue on a road like that where we live selfishly. What are some of those things that we can expect to happen to us if we're not living a life of gratitude and sharing in that wealth? Uh, the great Mahatma Gandhi was right when he said, uh, if you want to change the world, you become that change within you. You live that change. You act as though the change has happened. And to me, I love money, but because it brings joy to others. Mm. And uh, it is very important for me to uh, make that distinction. I always ask this question to myself. Kopi, if you do not open the eyes tomorrow, where is your bank account? Where is your wealth? Where is your car? And um, nothing matters. Right. So if we can leave as though today is the last day, I will be on this planet. And then work accordingly and feel accordingly, 
and think, talk, and do things as though I have 24 hours to live. All of us will be much, much better human beings. We do take for granted. I mean, I think that's the one thing that I, I, I see, and I'm guilty of it, you know, like, like most people that we think tomorrow's promised. And we, and we speak about a future so arrogantly that it's, it's like it's going to be there. It has to be there, right? <clears throat> and we, we make these plans. How, do, how, do, how does one who is listening and says, you know, I, I, I don't have this spiritual life. I, I don't relate to it. I've never been taught it. I don't know what it means. Um, how, how does one begin to develop that sense of gratitude when you don't really have this identity outside of yourself, right? How, how, do, how can you develop that to begin to see that? Um, and, and to take on that mindset. It is very hard, especially when you are going through rough times in life. My mother always used to tell me, Gopi, whatever God gives you, accept it with both hands and say thank you. It could have been worse. Because many times we complain, you know, uh, this is my favorite uh, song. I had my blues because I had no shoes. <laughs> Until upon the street, I saw a man who had no feet. Mm. See how trivial many of our problems are. Sure. But there are people with real problems. They don't know where the next meal is coming from. The difference between the richest man and the poorest man is, the richest man is worried about his last meal, and the poorest man is worried about his next meal. It's very true. And once we get that, you know, the purpose of life is to ignite love. Love is, whatever form of love it may be, it is the art of knowing that spirit alone is flowing. Mm -hmm. They are all spirit. And uh, this body is nothing but a carrying case. And without this body, we cannot survive because we have to na navigate through this world, so we have the body. But that body is utterly useless it cannot function if you don't have the spirit. And gratitude is spiritual energy. Mm -hmm. And there is no way to gratitude because gratitude is the way. And if nothing else, we can write a gratitude journal. Think about the, our parents who sacrificed a lot to give us birth and to uh, um, help us grow and also go to the schools. We can remember our teachers who helped us or who ignited our imagination to look at things differently. Mm -hmm. A gratitude journal, the reason I wrote this gratitude journal is a simple exercise. If you can remember five things for which you are grateful or five people to whom you are grateful, we are all grateful to people who helped us in the past. Just write it down. Take five minutes and that is a trendsetter for the day. And it will, threat, uh, send, uh, um, it will uh, set you a trend for that day. It will be an optimistic way of looking at life. And it rewires your brain. I mean, there's science behind it. That's, Definitely. This, is, this yes. changes things, right? Yes, exactly. One of the things that you'd mentioned was going through difficult times. And if it's okay to share, you know, you went through a difficult time um, last year, correct? Yes. But one of the things that you mentioned about that, and I'll let you share uh, you know, more, but was that gratitude helped you? to change that grief or to have a new perspective on your grief. Tell me a little bit about that and, and how people can take that experience that you had and apply it towards their life when they're finding it difficult to be grateful for something because the pain is you know, overwhelming. 
you are right i went through uh, my family went through a tough time in 2020 my wife uh, passed away and uh, it was uh, tough unless you are in that situation you will not uh, realize what you are going through the first few days i was very numb i did not know what was happening i went through the motion but then the first one week after my children have left i was living alone it was very tough and also i am i consider myself as a student of mental science and a practitioner of gratitude so i thought there must be a solution hiding in my practice of gratitude so i started thinking about all the things my wife has done for me and for the family during the last 46 years we were ma- married i met her when she was 20 and she passed when she was 70 and if you ask me it is ludicrous for any human being to expect another human being to spend more than half a century with you <laughs> so i started uh, reversing it instead of grieving i started feeling grateful for the wonderful life that she spent with me and the experience and the memory that she left for me and my children to cherish for the rest of our life and once i started thinking about it my grief started melting away wow and today if you ask me i know my wife is in a better place and she has found her peace but for me and my children we are very grateful that she was a part and parcel probably an integral part of our life growing up i didn't have to know anything about the house because <laughs> she single handedly took care of everything and i only i was a um, i won't call myself workaholic but always in when you are in sales you are always working because you are always thinking about the next sale so i was so involved with that but i didn't have to worry about it anything because my wife was there so I, i if you ask me i have only gratitude gratitude and nothing else for that 50 years i have known this precious person in my life it's beautiful and and you know my obviously our condolences and you know it's something that we talk about before how <clears throat> we have different experiences in life but sometimes the pain can be very similar you know as best people that we can identify in that pain when someone is finding it difficult right or 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 maybe maybe the better question is you already had this practice of gratitude when this happened to you when your family went through this tragedy when did you start to develop this and prior to developing that that mindset of gratitude and and that practice what was life like for gopi right what was work like i mean you were you are a, a mortgage lender and you mentioned sales and and, and working that was a big part of your life right and so this wasn't this as as focused on, on or you weren't as focused on the gratitude portion of it as you are now so tell me about the differences you know before and or then and now i guess uh before i started practicing gratitude i was like any other person um or, or reacting and also finding it difficult to uh, face rejection mm-hmm. when you are in sales one of your worst nightmare is rejection yeah and um, i went through that and of course then i um, used to always remind myself what my mother used to say gopi accept whatever comes on your way and and remain grateful it could have been worse and that she was uh, her wisdom was always there to guide me but i used to react 
and I used to be afraid of rejection, just like any other salesperson. Sure. But once I started practicing gratitude, things began to change. The two important thing changes I noticed in myself, not that I was judging people left and right, but we as uh, human beings, we have a tendency to judge other people. But once you start practicing gratitude, the tendency to judge other people will fade away. Hmm. I don't have any reason because uh, I do not know what that person is going through. Sure. So I have no reason to judge that person. Sure. And the second thing is, my uh, tendency to blame other people. I am from a very conservative family. I am from a traditional Indian family. And uh, my mother was sick. My father was not there because he passed away in my infancy. And look at the color of the skin. We always look for excuses. I don't have, I take full responsibility for all my actions. I'm only grateful that my parents, especially my mother, spend a lot of time with me and she gave me a lot of wisdom for me to uh, rely upon in my later life. I am only grateful. And my tendency to blame other people for any reason, if you ask me, it has departed like an uninvited guest, never to return, <laughs> never to return. I love that. I mean, I call that giving my power away, right? Or others, when you give your power away, you blame others. Right. Uh, you're essentially saying they have control over your life, over your emotions, over your circumstances. You talk about practicing gratitude. Yes. Obviously, you have a book. Right. <laughs> you know, it's easy to, to pick up. But let's just say that um, someone is, is, is listening to this, and in this moment, they say, I, I want to begin right now practicing gratitude. What does that look like to begin a practice to say, I'm going to be intentional about this and I'm going to start? How, how, how does one do that? Uh, there are basically three aspects of practicing gratitude. And the first one I do, this is what I do on a, a given day. Before I get out of the bed, I have a 30 second gratitude prayer, even before I'm out of the bed. I say, I'm grateful to the universe. I'm grateful to the universe. I'm grateful to the universe three times. And then before I go to sleep, before I slip into sleep, I say the same thing. I'm grateful to the universe. I'm grateful to the universe. I'm grateful to the universe. Now, even though it started like three times, now it has become a mantra for me. I keep on reciting it when I fall asleep. Then I fall asleep. And when I open my eyes in the morning, it is about 6 o'clock or 6.30 in the morning. And I feel fully rested. So it has become more or less like a sleeping pill for me. Wow. And how long has it been that you've been practicing this? So, you know, what, what, what like... Or was there a starting point where, where you focused on it more? Is this something that you always had? Or did you just have to begin it one day from kind of a, a, a point zero? I know you're, you said your mom right. you know, kind of instilled that in you, yes. but when did it become a practice for you? Uh, five years ago. Oh, okay. So the last five recently. years, I have been practicing gratitude. All my decision-making is based on gratitude. And my interpersonal relationship with my customers or with my clients, with my friends, Everybody in my life, it is based on gratitude. Gratitude has different faces. Gratitude is respect. Mm -hmm. Gratitude is appreciation. Gratitude is empathy. Gratitude is kindness. And gratitude is compassion. 
So when you practice gratitude, you are practicing respect. When you practice gratitude, you are practicing appreciation. And when you practice gratitude, you are practicing empathy. And when you practice gratitude, you are practicing kindness. When you practice gratitude, you are practicing compassion. And with all these things, thoughts and speech and deeds revolving around gratitude, it creates a calm and collective and peaceful mind. Every gratitude practitioner is a peaceful person. And every uh, grateful family is a peaceful family. Absolutely. A grateful community is a peaceful community. And a grateful country is a peaceful country. And a grateful world is a peaceful world. My passion is to create a peaceful world. I love that. I mean, it's, you're well on your way. <laughs> Thank you. You know, you're well on your way. And I think it's, 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 I mean, the world needs it, right? Obviously, we're sitting here talking about this, and, and, and you know, there's many podcasts out there, and we're talking specifically about redefining that wealth because it's difficult to have wealth without that peace, right? What, yes. what good is all this if, if you're living in chaos? Now, you mentioned five years ago that you started practicing this, and you know, from my own experiences, I would think that usually when you come to a point of change is because you've had enough of whatever it is that you're dealing with in that moment that you decide, okay, this is the moment of change. You know, looking back at that that time five years ago before you started this practice, what are the biggest differences? I mean, now you say that that, that you noticed the you know the the emotions, right? But as far as the we mentioned karma before we talked you know, got on the microphones that you know that what you see is your karma, right? The life that you have. How has that changed for you um, from from then to now? What what physical things have have happened as a result of this that you've noticed um, in your life? After I started practicing gratitude, things started uh, flowing according to my intention mm. without me getting upset or worried about things. Mm. For example, it was in 2020, 20, I was, uh, 21, that is this year, beginning of this year, I want to change job. Not that I was very unhappy there, but I wanted to challenge myself challenge myself after my wife has passed on. So I was looking for an opportunity. And the opportunity came. And uh, it came very in a very unexpected way. And the, this gentleman called me. And he said, you know, Gobi, my manager told me that you are looking for a change. And we are interested in having you. And then he... Um, and this is still within the mortgage industry? Mortgage industry. Gotcha. And uh, because I was in the previous job for almost 19 years. Uh, so I just wanted to change to challenge myself. Loyal guy. <laughs> and then what happened was we uh, set up a Zoom meeting. And so I started answering all the questions. So he said, Gopi, I don't, know, uh, I don't need to ask you anything. I know more about you. So I'm going to send you an offer letter next week. I didn't uh, really do anything. <laughs> it was um, as though it was preordained. So this is this again confirmed my understanding that once you pass on your intention to the universe with utmost respect and reverence, the universe in the background will readjust her 
forces to manifest your dream no matter what it is it may be seemingly impossible for you but if you have already transferred the task to the universe and simply get out of the way the universe will make it happen for you and that is the secret of manifestation and i am only grateful the universe is taking care of me it's beautiful and if people out there that are listening want to you know take it to the next level in terms of their gratitude how do they get a hold of gopi's gratitude journal which is the practice gratitude change your life uh, and always be a uh, grateful guide yes this book is uh, available on amazon oh nice yes and you can um, go to amazon and uh, click gopi's gratitude journal you can get it it is also available in barnes and noble very nice so i will make sure that uh, we include a clip uh, or i'm sorry a link to the book from the episode but if you're out there listening and you know you'd like to get uh, in contact with gopi whether it be just to send him a you know a, a, a gratitude a note of gratitude or or to hire him as as your karma coach or your gratitude coach you can do so by filling out the form below uh, which will get to him directly but gopi i just you know want to thank you for not only sharing what it is you do but being vulnerable about your own life and how gratitude has helped you in it and and helping us you know understand what the true wealth really is you know I, i'm just very grateful thank you tony it has been an honor and a pleasure and i enjoyed talking to you thank you